In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. I'm hopeful that with all the Bach music today that there will be a gear in my brain that will switch because it's been stuck on Handel. I've been singing and humming parts of Handel's Messiah in the shower and on the street and on the subway and in the office. Uh, I've been hearing it all week. If you've been by this church, you've been hearing it too. Um, On Friday night, a group uh, performed uh, Handel's entire Messiah. Um, It was still going strong a little bit after 10 (laughs) p.m. This afternoon, the same group is doing uh, the choruses from Messiah with some other Christmas carols. I'm sure uh, Messiah will find its way into other uh, choruses and concerts that are done in this space this season. Um, the other day I was passing by Drazel Hall and the instrumentalist and some of the soloists for Friday night's performance were practicing um, and I heard what was probably my favorite piece from Messiah coming through those doors and so I stopped to listen and sort of checked myself from singing along too, too uh, loudly but it was that piece that takes the words of Isaiah comfort ye Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her. Her warfare is accomplished and her iniquity is pardoned. For she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. It's in the first part of Messiah. Words from Isaiah 40. We don't hear those words from Isaiah today. We hear other words. But Isaiah is a message of hope, hope from the wilderness. In that part of Messiah, the music goes along almost mournfully, so beautiful you can't stand it, the comfort ye, comfort ye. And then it stops, and there's time for about half a breath, and then the soloist proclaims a shift, and there's a change, and and something new begins to happen. The voice of him who crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Everything changes. It's as though um, daylight happens. The sun rises. For Isaiah, God's word comes from the wilderness. And it must have shocked the people of Israel because they probably felt like they were stuck in the wilderness, marooned in a bad place, in a forgotten place. If one were to read Isaiah as it appears in the Bible from beginning to end, you might notice some shifts in tone and perspective. Most biblical scholars will speak of three Isaiahs. Perhaps the book was compiled over time. Um, But this part of Isaiah, Isaiah's voice that comes out, is is one of hope. And most theologians believe that this was directed to the people of Israel after Jerusalem had already been conquered by Assyria. And so Jerusalem, their not only main city, but the city where the temple was, the city that that imagined the, the presence of God, Jerusalem was as special a place as one could find this side of heaven. And all that was gone, leaving the people of Israel with nothing. 
Some were in physical exile, taken away. Others were in spiritual exile, remaining, perhaps more difficultly, in their own city, watching its decay and its being overrun by others. This holy city of David, so long imagined impenetrable, Jerusalem high up on a hill, it was often compared to a tree, a great tree, a cedar, something that would stand forever. But by the time of Isaiah's writing, it had been cut down to a stump. Thus the imagery in today's reading. Thus the imagery of Advent, from the stump comes a shoot that will promise new life, a new presence of God among God's people. And so for Jerusalem and its inhabitants and all people of faith who looked to Jerusalem as the the meeting place of God on earth, it was as though they were in the wilderness, in a wild place of lost wealth, lost confidence, lost faith. The wilderness is a wild place. It's where the demons live throughout scriptures. Whenever a prophet or a holy person is is taken off into the wilderness, strange things happen. It's a place of chaos and disorder, a place of testing. It's a, a place that was feared. The people of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Jesus was led into the wilderness right after his baptism. It was there he faced down temptation, but came out stronger. The wilderness can be scary and strange, and yet notice that God's word dwells in the wilderness and comes out of it. It comes out of it for the people of Israel through Isaiah. Isaiah's message is that life ahead will be filled with renewal and growth and and a new life with God. Sorrow and affliction will be turned into beauty and glory. In a similar way, the word of God comes through John the Baptist in the wilderness. And even though John keeps one foot in the wild place, even as he preaches in the villages and cities, he never forgets where he comes from. And there's a little bit of the wild that's a part of his message. And so John's sermon is crying in the wilderness, prepare for the way of the Lord. Repent, get your house in order, get everything done because God is coming in a new way. With the change in the lectionary, the approved readings that we use for Sundays that came a few years ago, we have two Sundays focusing on John the Baptist. So I'll deal on those, those hopeful, happy themes of God bringing us out of the wilderness. And Richard Smith next week can take you all through sin. <laughs> if you notice images of John the Baptist, he often looks like he just stepped out of the woods He's wearing rags or animal skins or or fur and often has a staff as though he's just made his way through the thick. We have John the Baptist in the the top left window of that second bay. Um, You can look at it if you take the tour later or just walk up and look at it. And he's got his staff and he's wearing brown. And I think you can see a little bit of texture. It's, It's a classic John the Baptist image. John reminds us. That even in the wildest of places, God is present. God is leading us even through those places and those times. And with John, listening to God, we can find clarity and new purpose. 
This can be helpful to remember when we find ourselves in the wilderness, in the wild places. It can, it can mean survival sometimes, spiritual survival certainly, simply to remember that God comes in the wild places just as much as in the tame and orderly places. Especially at this time of year, we can feel like we're in the wild places, in the wilderness. It can take all sorts of forms. Maybe it's when loneliness overtakes us in the middle of a crowd or a room full of people, but we somehow feel like we're not really there. Or here at the end of the year, we might feel lost in bills or trying to hit goals at work or reaching a quota. Or maybe it's just the seemingly endless Christmas list of to-dos. Or maybe it's trying to fit our lives into other people's expectations of us this season. Maybe it's health that puts us in the wilderness, our own or someone else's. Who knows what might make you feel like you're stuck in the wilderness, like you've been sent into exile. Maybe it's the death of a friend, or problems at work, or problems in a relationship, or just the stress of this season when we're told we should be happy. Whatever it might be, the wilderness too often can seem real and present. But God's word is here. God's word is there. God's word is whispering, and maybe it's faint, but it's faithful nonetheless. Recall that music of Handel that begins with prepare, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. But then the music continues, prepare because, because every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, the crooked straight, the rough smooth, and all flesh will see the salvation of our God. All flesh, all people, every one of us and beyond will see and know and feel salvation, that saving strength, saving love, saving mercy, saving redemption of God among us, God with us. Isaiah and John the Baptist tell us light is coming, love is coming, God is coming into our world and into our lives in new ways, so get ready. Make room. Company's coming and will never be quite the same again. It's the company of God. The holidays can be hard, but if we listen carefully, we can hear the hope. This season, Advent, is meant to be a season of hope, a season when we remember again of God's promise and God's plan for saving the world, for saving each one of us. Whether we find ourselves in the wilderness only briefly or for a longer time, may we know a glimmer of God's grace in this season. May we prepare our hearts through turning and turning again to God so that we might know God more deeply and know God's love for ourselves and the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.